Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. There's, let me tell you what, I find it hard to believe the coaching staff doesn't want the rap music. <laughs> they want it recruits. Yes. yes. They want recruits. Anyway. Uh, so, again, I, I do appreciate anyone listening and calling in. And I'm not saying that there aren't people who have those objections. But I am saying that if they're beating people 46 to 7, you hear many fewer of those objections. It's, and, also, and you get more people there. I would also teach Ryan the important lesson of, you got to start covering, dude. Like, you want to get the fan base off you? Start covering. Did not cover either the last two weeks. And they get t- they're get they a 20-point favorite now over uh, over Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, but the not covering is all sort of part of it. It's like, like are you being aggressive and are you, yeah. you know, eviscerating people? You know, like, that. in the end, that's a yes, lot to you- ask. It is funny. This team used to win two games a year, and we were just like, oh, just win get six yes, wins and just get, to, get a to a bowl. And now it's like... How greedy can we be? Yes. Win and be fun. But we're seeing it matters. Uh, all right, we were late to get to Chris Harrington. We'll talk to Chris coming up next. Then we have a we had a full wild day of NFL stuff we got to talk about as well. It's Grizz Media Day. We'll talk to Chris about that when we return. Jeff Cock and Show 92.9 FM ESPN. Now it's Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more on 92.9's Jeff Hawkins Show, presented by Church Health, caring for people all around us. Give today at churchhealth.org. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? Uh, Radio Free Europe, the debut single from R.E.M. in honor of Media Day today. So uh, Derek Rose showed up at Media Day. Uh, without his shirt on, did you see? Have you seen that? I've not seen that. Yeah, Derek Rose showed up at Media Day not wearing a shirt, and the idea was to prove uh, all the fitness work that he had done this uh, this summer. So, uh, are you going to go shirt? No shirt today. I'm definitely going shirt. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm going shirt as well. Never been never, never been a shirts and skins media day. I, I would suggest not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, all right. Um, we'll, we'll 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 talk about the, the various things immediately. For what? Let me start with Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is uh, not going to be reporting 
to the Suns today uh, because they are going to let him sit out until they can find a trade destination for him. We talked, he said that in all caps uh, on Twitter. We talked about this briefly Friday. Um, What now? What do you think now? How about the Grizzlies being the trade destination for him? Um, I mean, I think Jay Crowder makes some sense on the Grizzlies. I'm not sure. They just started construction in the building. Do you need to call me back and have me relocate, or is it? Uh, We can hear you right now. Yeah, we can. This was not happening until just now. Where Um, where are you? Are you in the? You're in. I'm at at Crosstown, and suddenly they just started construction in the atrium. That was not happening. We can hear you so far. Right now, we heard a little Um, banging, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so I think Crowder makes a lot of sense on the Grizzlies. I'm not sure that a trade between the Grizzlies and the Suns makes a lot of sense for Phoenix, um, in part because I mean, it's sort of hard to do a trade between two teams that have the same goals. That's not really how trades tend to work. Right. Um, the main thing the Grizzlies would want to trade in terms of matching salary is Danny Green, who won't play until spring if he plays at all. Brimley Phoenix, who's trying to win a title this year, too. If they're trading Jay Crowder, they're looking for something to help them now. So I don't really – I doubt – I think in the absence of other options, you could see that, but I assume Phoenix will have better options than that. The one thing I could see if it, was, if it were a three-team deal and you get a team that's not really competing in the mix. Like I could see, you know, the Phoenix doing a deal with San Antonio – where they get you know a Doug McDermott or a Josh Richardson or one of their sort of rotation players, and then the Spurs as a team, not trying to compete, has no use for Jay Crowder. Or they reroute him somewhere else. Now Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder was a at least perceived to be, and and all the public comments at the time were that he was a good locker room guy, good leader, all of that when he was here last time. But I, 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 do you wonder at all that if Jay Crowder wants a, let, let's let's pretend something could be worked out to bring him to the Grizzlies, that he wants a bigger role than the Grizzlies would be prepared to cede to him, given that they might want one of their young players to ascend into this role. Well, sure, but like you don't always get what you want. I, I just don't know. I, I, I mean, part of the question here is why is what's going on with him in Phoenix that you know has him wanting to trade. Um, is it that they're talking about bringing him off the bench behind Cam Johnson, or is there more than that? I think Crowder's reached the point in his career where he's going to have a mid-rotation role no matter where he goes. Like, there may be places where he would start in Memphis. Like, he might start initially, but he would not start once Jaron Jackson came back. But, like, Jay Crowder's going to be a middle-of-the-rotation guy no matter where he goes. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Anyway, uh, th- that is certainly interesting. Do you... As the Grizzlies now then try to um, figure out who is going to start, first we, we'll get some kind of an update on Jaron Jackson Jr., even if it's to say, and I gather it might be, that he is on schedule. If they say he is on schedule, what is schedule? Um, well, I mean, what they said initially was the four to six months, and based on that schedule... The four months would have it early November, and the six months would have it early January. That's a pretty big gap. Or, yeah, four to six months. In term, now that you get to the meaningful season, that's a pretty big gap between early November and early January. Um, so, well, that, I guess that's the most newsworthy thing that we expect to hear out of this, uh, out of this whatever. There'll be some kind of an update about Jaron Jackson Jr., even if it's to just say, that he is on schedule. As they start to um, figure this out, 
Do you imagine by the end of the preseason, like, will they have their answer here? Or is this something that they're going to be figuring out for the first, basically until Jaron comes back? Like, how, how can you imagine it unfolding, the, the jostling for Jaron's job or that role? Oh, I think they'll make some decision on what they're doing in terms of a starter and a rotation for opening night. And I think odds are they'll stick with that. Um, I, 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 I think it would be unlikely that, that they would have a, a, a starter on opening night that they would change a week later unless it was some other injury-related thing. I can't imagine, like, you know, whatever they, they glean from training camp and, and, and preseason – I think will not be so shaky that like you you go out opening night and whoever it is like plays poorly and then you right. and then you change it. I think that's unlikely, um, given that it won't be. It'll be probably at most two months, but probably less than that. Have you? What, what do you think the odds are that Jake Laravia gets this job? Obviously, he did not have a promising summer. Um, I think decent. I think you got to be careful overdoing summer league a little bit. Um, I think, you know, there's sort of four real options, it seems to me, and that's Clark, LaRavia, Aldama, or going to small ball with, with Dylan and Zaire together at the forward. Um, I think they really like LaRavia. They spent two picks to get him at 19, which is fairly high. Um, he's a multiple-year multiple year college player. He is the kind of player that in the past they have, like, forced into the rotation. Um, and I, I think they would do so again if he, they thought he was up to it. Um, his skill set, that's like a stretch the floor, move the ball, don't need it a lot, sort of fits. And so I, I, I wouldn't rule that out at all. Uh, how about David Roddy? He was good in the summer. I got no feel for Roddy. I, I, yeah, he was good in the summer. I, I mean, you know, Josh Selby was good in the summer. I, I don't know. <laughs> I really, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm no, saying no, I, I know that. Good. Like, I'm yeah. saying I really don't know. I, I his, his game. It's hard to find comparisons for him among NBA players in terms of his combination body skill set. And to me, it's hard to look at him in summer league and like translate that to NBA. So I really have no idea. Uh, what's the rotation going to look like at the two? Obviously, Bain. Well, I mean, yeah. Bain and then yeah, Conchar? I mean, I, yeah, I think that's the idea. I mean, you, you, you trade Melton, um, you give Conchar the extension. You didn't really add another. I mean, that's only the that's the weakest position on the team depth wise. I think you'll see you'll see times where they'll play. You know, we're talking about Dylan and Zaire starting together at the forwards. I think there'll be times you see them together on the wing, and one of you call one of them the two. You know, there'll be lineups where if you want to call Zaire the four, you call him the four. I think there'll be lineups where if you want to call him the two, you can call him the two. And so I think they're set up to do some of that. Uh, last year when we came into the, I, I don't know what you were saying the the bar should be last year as if there is really a bar, but I think the hope was, hey, if you could just not be in the play-in game, that would be great. And I wasn't prepared to say that being in the play-in game was any kind of a disaster last year. But I think there was a general feeling like, boy, that would be a good goal to have not being in the play-in game um, last, last year, which, of course, we then ratcheted the goals up uh, seemingly every step of the way as the season as the season progressed. Now, does it feel like top four seed in the West would be that same kind of a reasonable goal, or is that yeah? Where do you what, what heading into this media day? Where do you put the bar? Yeah, I mean, you get into like really sort of narrow, sort of semantic territory in terms of like goal. 
versus like acceptable or like you know right, to me right. that's, that's slightly different thing. Yeah. So in terms of goal, I do yeah top four. I think is a good goal. In terms of like this is fine. I think it's six. I, I just think I think I to me there's so little separation on paper among the top six and maybe seven and maybe eight teams in the West that I have a hard time putting expectations for any one of them that, that, that you know, that, that you have to be a top four team or whatever, or you, your season's been unacceptable. I just think it's too, it's too much of a cluster. And so I think top four is, is, is the right goal for the regular season. And I think avoiding the play-in is an acceptable outcome just because of the depth of talent among the teams. Um, it's funny, Jeffrey was, when we were talking about this, he, he, he put it in terms of wins, like 50 wins. And maybe that's better because that's what you can control, whereas top four, you're dealing with, it's all relative, you know, so who the hell knows right. where it's going to be. I like thinking about it better because it's really where you finish is more meaningful than the number of wins in some ways. You know, you're trying to get a home playoff series, et cetera. But, but to bring it back to what you just said, what teams, in fact, in the West do you think should be an expectation, a disappointment if they're not in the top four? Golden State, clearly, the defending champions, I, right? I don't – again, I don't know that I feel that way strongly about anything. Any. Just because I think – because you, you hit a certain number. I could say I feel that way about Golden State. I feel that way about Phoenix. I feel that way about the Clippers. I feel that way about Denver. The Curleys were second in the West last year, so you should feel that way. And now you're, now you're at five already. And, and you don't have a Minnesota team that has three of the top 25 players in the league. Um, and, you know, and so – Again, I, I just think the top – and you have Dallas, who is the MVP Dallas. candidate who was in the conference finals last year. I just think that the, the talent is so bunched. Now, it's going to separate itself in the regular season through injuries and various things. So it, it's not going to end this way. But to start this way on paper, I just – I think you could talk yourself into as many as seven teams winning the West. So, and you don't, at first you were talking about it as six. Do you, so Golden State, Phoenix. Well, I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I know, so, yeah. I know, I know. But Golden State, Phoenix, the Clippers, Denver, the Grizzlies, Minnesota, and Dallas. Do that you, gets you to seven, right? Yeah, do you put them, that's seven. Do you put them all in the same bucket, or do you have? Uh, Not quite. I'm a little more skeptical on Dallas. But again, Dallas was in the conference finals last year and has a top five player in the league. But I don't, that, that. Team top to bottom, I don't think is as good as these other teams, talent wise. So I don't. I'm. That's my. That's the one I'm squishiest on. And Minnesota sort of has to prove it with this fit. So I'm a little squishier on them too. But I think they're upside. Like if you told me Minnesota's going to win the West in the regular season, I'd say okay. Like sure. I mean, I can see it if it all clicks. But I'm a little squishier on those two teams. So I would put them a half step behind those other five. And that, by the way, is those seven, and we have not mentioned the team that has New Anthony, Orleans. We have, that has Zion or, or right, Lakers, New Orleans right. or the Lakers. I was going to go Lakers, but yes, you could have yeah. done either one. That gets you to nine, and those teams. I, I don't. I can't really imagine the Lakers winning the West because, but they got that LeBron and bad. Anthony Davis. You know, like that team's bad after those, those yeah. two guys. But it's yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine them being in the. I can imagine them being six though. Clearly, you know, I can yeah. imagine. You just can't imagine because injuries. LeBron and AD aren't going to play enough good and uh, enough games at a high enough level to win the West. But you could imagine New Orleans. I mean, as a that team has total flyer talent. Yeah, 
That team has tons of talent. If, if, if Zion comes back in what he was two years ago, which, by the way, was an all-NBA player and one of the three or four best offensive players in the league, the one healthy season he had, and like Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum and, like, you know, Jonas and her, that, that team's got tons of talent. So that's nine teams. That is nine flipping teams, yeah. if you include New Orleans and L.A., who, who could all be, yeah, you don't imagine. That's why, that's why if the Grizzlies finish six, I'm not going to say, oh, this has been a disaster. I'm going to say, okay, it depends on how the season goes. You know, if all these teams are as good as I think it they is are, weird six, to be a, it is good teams. It is weird know? to be a young it – is, it is not a usual position, and I'm not saying it's anyone's fault or it's not accurate, to be a – to be an ascending team with a group of, you know, young – Super young, young, gifted players who just finished second in the West and say, "Yeah, they might finish sixth this year or seventh. That's you know whatever else, and it it'll be okay." They, they, it's a weird. It is a weird thing. The stars sort of aligned last year. They finished second in the West in a season where Jamal Murray played zero games, Zion Williamson played zero games, Kawhi Leonard played zero games. You know, Paul George missed a huge chunk of the season. Michael Porter Jr., who might be the third best team for Denver, missed most of the season. I mean, it was just one of those kind of things. So if those teams bounce back, um, it's just, you know, if all those players had played all of last season, I don't know if the Grizzlies are second. They, they might have been, but I don't know I don't know that they would have been. Uh, it's funny to look around. I do like – I like Media Day. It goes on a little long, and it's a little whatever, but but um, it's fun. It's fun to see everybody again. And then I look like looking around the league – to see the various things from around the league. I've already seen, we've seen Derek Rose with his shirt off. That was entertaining. And then Kevin Durant just sitting there in a Brooklyn jersey. <laughs> sort of fun in and of itself. And then Russ is going to be there in L.A. Like, it's, this, this is both remarkable for the, play, for the team, for the players that moved this offseason and remarkable for the team, for the, for the players that didn't move this offseason. Um, you... I think you described the Grizzlies as one of the more drama-free summers because it feels like the summer has been loaded with drama all over everywhere, right? I mean, doesn't that sort of – I don't know. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and honestly, I wrote that I, I, mean, I wrote that column that came out on Thursday last week. Uh-huh. Uh, it's been out a while. But I wrote it before the Ime, Ime Adoka stuff really happened. So I didn't even include Boston in like, <laughs> right, the, like the, the, drama. the dramatic situations. Yeah. All right, well, you got to get down there. i got to get down there in a little bit. So I will see you at FedEx Forum. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Harrington with the Daily Memphian. You can read his coverage, Drew Hill's coverage, my coverage of uh, the Grizzlies Media Day at the Daily Memphian. And then you can go get yourself a delicious dinner at Bounty on Broad. I'd start the new season with a 12-ounce ribeye steak uh, with sautéed red potatoes. It's got butter on it. Pepper, green peppercorn butter on it. Absolutely fabulous. Get the chicken mock chew. That's Jeffrey's new favorite. Roasted half chicken ham, fresh corn, poblano peppers, and sauce creole. You know what I do? I'd get those two things and with, go with someone else and then split them. I'm a big believer in splitting because you get to t- taste more things. Don't. It's funny. I do split the cornmeal fried oysters because like, it's an appetizer. You feel like you should split it. I like eating them all myself, honestly, because uh, they're my favorite fried oysters anywhere. Um, the, the Brussels, split those. Those are delicious. You can split those uh, and uh, have yourself a time of it. It's Bounty on Broad, beautiful restaurant right there at Broad Avenue. Uh, phone number is 410-8131, 410-8131, 2519 Broad Avenue. We're going to come back. 
It was a lamentable day in the NFL yesterday. And it's worse for John Martin than for me. That's what I got to do. You got to look over at someone who's less happy than you. And worse for John Martin than for me. But it was a miserable day in the NFL. Uh, Jeffrey's Giants still undefeated. We'll talk about that when we return. Jeff Gawkins, 92.9 FM ESPN. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone on 92.9 FM ESPN. Football season is underway. Now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Safe, secure, official partner of the NFL. And right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to a grand. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win up to a grand. So go ahead. You download the app, FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up with promo code Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. You then go ahead and place your first bet. It could be for $10. It could be for $999. Whatever it is, up to $1,000. If you do not win, you get your money back in more bets. Almost hard to believe. It's true. Download the app. Use promo code Calkins. Start tonight. Must be 21 or older. Present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is now to draw free bets. That expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. So, Jeffrey, how does it feel to be a fan of one of the three undefeated teams in the NFL? Can you ask me again after tonight? Because it feels like a lot of pressure on the Giants going up against Cooper Rush. <laughs> Because really, like, the Giants are one of the remaining undefeated simply because of the fact that they're playing on Monday Night Football. Well, that is true. That That is true. But it is still also oh, no, true. It's... They are one of the th- – whoever would have freaking imagined at the at, at this Certainly stage not me. that the three undefeated teams, even if you knew it was just because of Monday Night Football, would be the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Giants. I think if we were power ranking, right, the Eagles would have been the first – of, of uh, likelihood, it, yeah, yeah. Like, of of the ones that are still remaining. Yeah. Well, let's let's do a different thing. Let's do a uh, let's do a power ranking okay. right now of the league. We'll talk about these specific games here in a minute. Uh, it's been thrown into total total freaking chaos by this weekend. So uh, you got to say the Eagles number one, right? Yes, of the undefeated teams. No, no, of all the teams in the league, I'm doing a power ranking. In terms of who I would bet to win the Super Bowl? In terms of right now, power ranking. I mean, are right we really now, just going to ignore... Who's done the most? The Dolphins. You think the Dolphins get the power ranking? Don't well, they look the best? I guess so. I mean, well, let's take a look at it. They beat they beat the Patriots week one in kind of like a, a tough win. Right. They have the massive comeback against the Ravens. Right. And Ravens look like a good team. I mean... To me, I, I told you, I go. I still think the Ravens are really yeah. good, and then they and then beat, they beat the they the beat the team that has team been the, yeah. that has been probably the most impressive thus far. Like who has done more than they have? Oh God, I just instinctively I I blanch at putting the Dolphins number one. I mean, I I understand what you're saying, but like okay, ter- let, let me let, let's do most let's do it in terms of most apt to win the Super Bowl. You wouldn't just those two. Who would you say more if you could pick one would, team to win the Super Bowl? Eagles or Dolphins? 
I think I'm going with the Dolphins. More likely to win the Super Bowl than me. Correct. I don't think so just because the NFC. I mean, that's fine, but to me, like, with the with the Eagles, they've beaten Detroit, they beat primetime Kirk Cousins, and then yesterday they beat the Commanders. Like, yeah, that's true. I, I'm not really – I mean, I'm not even I'm not even saying, like, oh, I, I don't – believe like whatever but uh, you know that they've looked like they look great in beating they have looked teams. they have looked dominant, dominant. yes because even in though the way they, that the, much a much easier schedule than the Dolphins even though the Detroit game was close in the final score when you watch that game the whole time you're like okay the Eagles are the better team like they they were clearly they were up for two scores for most of that game okay so if our top two teams in the power ranking are those two teams which which they are they have to be right no not if it's a power ranking. Like, if we're doing college football ranking rules, then yes, I agree. If it's okay, resume. That's fine. Cower, college football ranking. Yeah. Rules. If yeah. we're doing resume, I agree. Those th- those have to be Res- the two It's teams. A sort of a blend. Sure. Resume and what we know. Like, I wouldn't put the Giants there, even no, though they're, absolutely you know, not. whatever. So, even if the Giants win tonight, I still wouldn't Even put if them. the Giants, yes. maybe, I might not, I might slip them in some, but so, it's sort of, uh, this is a, it's vague. We, yes. We, it is vague. It's a combination of what have you, you done. You keep the rules vague so you can't and, actually take criticism. And, no, what have you done and come on now. There's a little bit of come on now. Sure. Let's look at the team in front of us. Right. Like, I still think the Chiefs are awesome. Yes. They, they I got, think the Bills they, are awesome. They got undone by their special teams yesterday. Yes. And then the Bills got undone by injuries. The problem with the Bills being undone by injuries some of those injuries, like Micah Hyde's not coming Micah back. Micah Hyde's not coming back. Correct. And that, who knows what? Now, it, it, what's, what's interesting about that game is that when it became fourteen all, and the Dolphins drive down the field and tie it, boom, yeah. right? I'm like, oh hell, they're just going to carve up the Bills. This is this is un, this is this is not. I can't watch my hobbled Bills yes. get carved up, knowing that Micah Hyde should be there, right? right? And that isn't really what happened. That's not what then happened. No. What really happened is as though over the last 30 minutes of the game, their freaking vaunted offense scored three points. Correct. And Josh had one of his worst throws I've ever seen on the fourth down throw. Like, that was a terrible throw. Yeah, it was a terrible throw. And then they looked like they had never practiced, like, they, they'd never practiced, like, clock management well, situations. Well, like, like, hey, in we fairness, got they are 0-7 in one score. In their last seven one-score They could only win in dominant fashion. They are 0-7. But but in in some ways it was heartening because they didn't get lit up. It was like okay, if the defense can do that, you know, if the defense can hold everyone to twenty one points, it's why I know I know everyone sits there and goes, well, if receivers becoming one of the most important positions, you have to have guys that can cover them. I vehemently disagree. If you want to build a good defense, go get dudes up front, get monsters up front because the rules are such that you can't cover these guys anyway. So good luck. You might as well just get to the passer. So what are you doing in, in your in your college football blended mm-hmm. power ranking? Who are your top five teams in the NFL right now? So I'm going to put the Dolphins one. I'll put the Eagles two. Then what? Then I'm going to go Bills three, KC four. And I think I think you have to tip your cap, right? Packers five, because right now, right now the Packers their their blemish is a week one lifeless performance. Well, how many times have we seen their, their Packers blemish week is one? also is also scoring fourteen points in week three? Tough hard fought win against, and, and also and also doing nothing in the second half in week two. Their blemish is they don't look like the Packers, except defensively. Defensively, they look awesome. Correct, and you do have to play both sides of the football. 
Right. And in the end, I guess you figure Aaron Rodgers will figure it out. Well, I mean, yesterday I thought he did more to win than than Brady did. Oh, he certainly did more than Brady to win, but did he do more, did he do enough to win a super to be a Super Bowl? So that's an interesting thing. You could there who else would be a contender for that? Ah, the Rams have righted themselves after getting blown out by the Bills. They could be in that discussion. The Ravens honestly could be in that discussion, I suppose. Um, I think you could put the Ravens there real realistically. I think the Ravens could realistically be there. How about Lamar, man? Another freaking five contract year. Lamar is one of my favorite <laughs> Lamars. I just it's it awesome. is interesting. Everyone, it's amazing. It's so much just fun. Loves him sticking it to him. Yeah. What were they thinking? Well, he did also want the. Oh, he wants the guarantee. He wants the Deshaun Watson. Yes. I mean, they basically were willing to give him the same deal that everybody they, else got, just not the Deshaun Watson. Well, they were willing right. to give what Denver gave Russell Wilson. Everybody's going. Russell got paid. And, I mean, if he wants to bet on himself, by all means. How about Jacksonville in that power ranking, baby? I think the Jags are not a fluke. No, I think they're legit. Like, now, this is the, this is the ultimate when everyone says I'm ridiculous about Herbert. If Tua would have done what Herbert did yesterday. and would have thrown him in the trash can correct. forever. And then on the flip side, if Herbert would have done what Tua did yesterday and beat the Bills, we would have to be listening to an entire day of Herbert is the truth. Herbert is the truth. My whole deal with him is I think he is immensely talented. I do not believe that he is some type of generational quarterback. Uh, do you believe that Tua was concussed? Absolutely. I do not buy the back. <laughs> what was it? What was it? The, what they don't said you hate was, Jeff, was... Jeff, don't you hate when your concussion falls into your lower back? Uh, what they said was is that the concussion wasn't a concussion because mm-hmm. on the prior hit, yes, he yes. had his lower back. And he'd been hurt. He'd been dealing with the back. His, it was a delayed back injury yes. that kicked in after he got hit in the head, and that's why he was wobbly. And uh, and anyone who would even be slightly uh-huh. cynical enough to think it was anything other than I just – I don't know how you live with yourself. Now, uh, I want to give a shout-out to my aunt. My aunt's a big-time Alabama fan, mm-hmm. and she pointed this out. And I thought it was a very good point. His nemesis is going to be him being Tua, is that he's prone to injuries on plays that don't seem dangerous or that hard hitting. And if you think about it, like his career at Alabama, like a lot of the injuries, not that they weren't real injuries, but they're on plays that kind of look like just football plays, right. not the type of play where, because right. that was the other thing about the, I think the part of the reason why they could get away with the whole, it wasn't a concussion thing. Right. It wasn't like there's a moment where you like, oh, he hit his head hard there. Right. Like, no, right. And I think that's an interesting. He hit point. his head against the field. He's been kind of brittle. I can only hope. I'm now wishing. A, uh, yes, I am. I'm sorry. Maybe you're better than that. I'm not. It's not even that. I just think you're. Uh, you and my wife yesterday. You and her bills. Like they. She's sulking the whole day. It really. Like does. she thought it was over. I was like, this isn't college football. It really does. Uh, it really is. I was remarking on this yesterday. Do you think Miami's going to go to Buffalo in November? Oh, no, I think the Bills are fine. The Bills, this is a little bit like, uh, you know, the Bills lost to the Cardinals last year. The Jags! Year. They lost to the Jags last year. They lost to the Cardinals on that freaking, you know, Hail Mary. Yes. They, you know, you're going to lose some games. Uh, I do worry about the injuries. I don't think anything's over. But it is amazing to me. What's amazing to me is the pain of being a sports fan. Oh, yeah. And and I opened, t- talked about this a little at the open, but... John Martin's pain yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's just That's why you can't travel. I don't. You really, can't go watch your team. I don't really enjoy it. 
Like, I don't really enjoy it. I enjoy the off-season almost more than the season. I, I Like, they're the moments of being a sports fan when you're Tennessee right now, right? Sure. But isn't that just the best? No, the rise is always the best part. The rise is the best part. and It's why uh, I do think the, the Grizzlies are in a weird spot this year. Oh, no, and we're the media days here. Yeah. It's going to start shortly, and yes. They, no, it's not like, oh, this is it. And they're not, unlike the Bills, they are not the preseason favorite to win the league. But there is this point of, like... You you could argue they're not quite in the Bengals situation from last year, but they're a little bit like, oh, look, Bengals are good now. And all of a sudden they lose some games and you're, like, wondering, are they a fluke? Right. And now Burrow looked good yesterday, obviously. But they're they're a little bit there. Now there are are expectations around this team, this Grizzlies team. There's no question there are expectations. I don't think... I don't think that they're such that, you know, it's not with the Grizzlies. It's not, certainly not finals or bust. I don't don't think it's conference finals or bust. No, I do think, though, it's a weird thing. Like, last year we had a, and it's funny, we've bumped, but we'll get back to the NFL in a second. Last year we came into this season thinking, just avoid the play-in. If you avoid the plan, that would be great. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, I, I was a little bit that that's too much to ask. That that has to be the bar. That that's maybe too high a bar. But sure enough, they soared over that bar. Just avoid the plan. Is there a bar? So, What's the bar? So I I don't know if you can define it like this, but in my head, I think this is kind of it. Like I think the expectation now is Top they should four to host a playoff series. They should win a playoff series. Okay, but I. I Win a playoff series. All right. What's the what's the expectation? Let's go let's back up. Regular season. I think what you could say is I don't I don't know it's a fair expectation, but I, I mean, think I do. I think 49, what, 49 and a half I, wins. I think when you were fifty six wins last year and the two seed, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that the expectation should be, all right, maybe you don't maybe you won't. Maybe that was getting a little lucky because the because the nature of the conference last year, For sure. And, and now you got Jaron's injury and everything else. Be a top four seed. How about that as a bar? Yeah, I'm sitting in at 50 wins, whatever that looks like. Well, I'm I'm asking yes, okay. But what about 50 wins and six? Are you going to take that? I don't know. I let's put it in terms of seeding. If they are fifth seed with 50 wins, is that fine? Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah you're gonna, you're not going to have home home court advantage. But I, you're going I think, win a playoff I think it's relative. I think. I think the bar is, but it's funny, like you say that. Should they be better than Phoenix? No, not necessarily. Should they be better than Golden State? No, not necessarily. Should they be better if healthy Clippers? Kawhi's been cleared to play, right? No, not necessarily. I should be see, better than I, that's where I should think be better start- than Denver? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Should they be better than uh, who am I missing here? Dallas? Should they yes. be better than yes? I guess yes. Yes, I don't think Dallas got better last year. That's where they kind of are now. The question is. Like, what about a team like Minnesota? Whereas maybe Minnesota, I think there are legitimate questions about Minnesota in terms of a playoff team. But in terms of a regular season team, I think that team makes a lot of sense. It's such a freaking jumble. It is such a jumble. Uh, Anyway, we will talk more, obviously, about the Grizzlies. And as as we've said earlier, uh, you'll be getting sound uh, from. I'll tell you one team not in my power rankings Grizzlies uh, presser. Uh, but but back to the NFL. Wait, we, before we get to the teams that we're not in, mm-hmm. the teams to settle this. Your your power ranking is Dolphins, Eagles, 
Buffalo. Bills, Chiefs, and I went Packers, but I'm also open to Ravens. And the team not in your power rankings is? It's just such a shame watching, watching the Patriots lose at home as an underdog. You know, Bill Belichick's home opener. Yeah, I have some. I don't think they're good. No, I don't think they're good. And now, obviously, Mac Jones is hurt. Although yes. he was, you know, he he had thrown three picks before getting hurt. My fear of the Patriots now. Now I want them to win some games. They're very clearly not good. But you want them to not get all the ultimate draft it's, picks. It is yes. so funny. The, the you way, don't. You don't want them to bottom out. The way that I ultimately knew the Bills lost because, of course, I had to turn it off at some point yesterday was because Matt Stark texted me to taunt me, which he does. He's a Patriots fan. This He said, I don't even care that my team got hurt. Yours yes. lost. You know, whatever. Ooh, screw mm-hmm. you. I don't ever engage in that. I don't do the – I don't go back at mm-hmm. him because I just – I don't do the back and forth with taunting people. Yes, of course. Teams. I'm above that. Um, but, but what I worry about – I now want them to win some games. You want them to. You want them to replace the Bills as the I want them seven to be and the nine, seven and nine yes. team. I don't need yes. them. I don't want them to be the. Go I don't enjoy want purgatory them in this year when it's loaded with quarterbacks coming out of college. I don't want this year to be the year they really, really suck. And so the Mac Jones injury wasn't actually. I didn't. I took no pleasure in the Mac Jones injury. I think they can. Bills can beat them with with, with or without yes, Mac I Jones. Agree. Well, and they so, only beat them by fifty in the playoffs. So I am ready to have the Patriots be to win seven games. I'm not ready to have the Patriots win one game. And now that happily they have the Jets in the division. Yes. So uh, that should take care of that should take care of some things. All right. To go over some other stuff that happened. Yesterday, uh, we talked a little bit about it at the open. What do you make of the Titans mm-hmm. now? And what do you make of them? The the Colts pulled out an unlikely win that did not persuade me they are good. Honestly, no, I agree. Um, but but they did they did they they got a win no one thought they'd get over Kansas City. You got Jacksonville uh, with with a, with the most astounding result of yesterday, pounding the Chargers. Uh, Houston, yeah, whatever. Houston's Houston, Houston's Houston. So, um, the who, Bears are two and one. Who is favored to win that? The Bears are favored. Bears, by the way, in this weird position that they are two and one. And if I were a Bears fan, I would be unhappy because the most important thing for me this year was that Justin Fields prove he's the guy. And I don't know if it's Justin Fields or the offense, but he is not to me. Proving he is the guy with the five sacks and two picks yesterday. Yeah, I. Still, They're not letting him throw for a reason. I was, well, I can't. I want to know is is that reason because the offensive line no, is know, so bad? Yeah, yeah, well, I, they I don't wanna, have weapons. What's the reason? Like, I want to know the real reason. Is it because they don't believe in him and they're trying to protect him, or is it they are literally trying to just get through? This year is such a wash of a year that they're trying to get through this year unscathed. So right now, the Colts are favored to win the division at plus 106. So essentially, even money. If you bet 100, you'd win 106. I kind of like the Jags. I don't think the I Jags think are I'd a fluke. I take the Jags now. I don't think the Jags are a fluke. Like, if you look at that defense, that defense is nasty. And then offensively, they're starting to kind of come together. And while I never thought Peterson was, like, the brilliant genius that people tried to portray him as— He's, when, an up, if, he's an upgrade. When comparing him to Urban Meyer, that is Isn't literally funny Brady. How from, Urban Meyer becomes is shorthand for dunce now. Yes, like he's 
Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. once upon a time, was shorthand for one of the best coaches. Yeah, greatness. Yeah, yeah. Now Urban Meyer is has correct sh- shorthand for when comparing to Urban Meyer, it's as if you're rolling out. Yes. You know, the uh, Mark Ivaroni era yes, of, of when comparing to Mark Ivaroni, like that's what we that's what he's been turned into. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence with two hundred sixty two yards, three touchdowns yesterday. First road win for the Jags since two thousand. And you can make the argument they should be three and Like they let a game slip away against Washington. So you you're favored there. And what what it, it, Titans Raiders, what what did you think of that? Uh, performance. I thought Obviously, it was. The, I thought the, it was encouraging for the Titans in the sense of you started to see them look more like you expected them to at the beginning of the year. The problem, though, is everybody moves the ball against everybody moves the ball against the Raiders. So how much of that is Titans improving versus the Raiders just can't stop anyone? And then the other question with the, with the Titans is, you know, you know, Lawan's going to be out for the year. Like they just That's have the problem. They have injuries that. I don't know if they can overcome. In terms of the Raiders, they're done. I I can't see that team I'm, being I'm, over. I'm, in that I'm, division. If I'm, I'm, if I'm John, I'm not rooting for the draft pick. In that division, yes. I don't actually think 0-3 has to be fatal in the NFL right now. No, I agree the with you. The seasons are getting longer and longer, Correct. A, and if you're in a watered-down division, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. They're not in a watered-down division, and they're not in a watered-down conference. Right. And so they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, Devontae Adams is an interesting story. In the NFL rankings of best players in the in the ESPN rankings of the best players in the NFL, he was way up there. Yes. Way up there. It goes to show the quarterback matters, doesn't it? And the offense matters. Five catches, 36 yards. Yes. Um, to which I've always thought that. And what do you uh what do you think of Josh McDaniel? I mean, at a certain point. How many coaches really fail and flame out and then wind up having a second act? Because while everyone always wants to point to Belichick, Belichick did take the Browns to the playoffs. He was mediocre. Correct. But, like, how many have been an unmitigated disaster and then ended up becoming something different? So you're not persuaded. I'm, I'm, I'm... I, if I'm if I'm the if I'm the Raiders now, I'm looking for that number one pick. Yeah. Uh, although they're not going to get the number one pick. They're not. Well, and then the other bad. problem is like how much is how much of how much can you like cut Carr's contract? Like at a certain point, like when you keep paying a guy, like you can't just cut him. And if you're trying to find that pick, like it's supposed to be for this quarter, these quarterbacks. Your man Baker got his first win. Yeah. And he was on the field while <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was, he was on the field. He, went, ah, yeah. he had the nice. He had the nice touch, sixty-seven yard touchdown pass to Lavisca Chenault. Yeah, it was that a was down. nice. Yes, it was a check. Yeah, down. he was on the field. Lavisca Chenault's good at running the ball yes. once he gets the ball in his yes, hand. Yes, he's very fast. He was on the field. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, twenty-eight rush, one hundred seven yards, and uh, no, if you want to go real off the and radar, the defense, the defense won that game. Uh, real off the radar. You real off the radar. Is Dan Campbell has been thinking that the Lions are underdogs for too long. Jeff, like they're doing I don't think they realize their team's not bad. Like they kept going for it and well, so here you go. So here was the situation. Lions up 24-21. It's fourth and four at the Vikings 36. Yes. Okay. Uh in the final minutes. Now at that point, you could have punted. No, kick it. You could you could have gone for it. Well, they they did kick it. 
No, no, no. The one that I'm go to the possession before they were like in like it was a sub fifty yard field goal, and they went for okay. it. It's like this time they yeah, yeah. they kicked it correct, and, and, and he missed and but, missed it. And he said, "I hate that decision." Yes, is what he said. Um, so I don't know. I think sneaky good game was Atlanta because he had both the drone and the corgi. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, the Corgi on the field, a beautiful actually, testament to the It's surprising that more games aren't shut down by drones, isn't it? Temporarily suspended because a drone appears? I guess that's a good point, but I think it's kind of hard to get them. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like you have to be, like, at the stadium to, to get oh, it do up. do you? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. As, as it were. Yeah. The um, But I guess, I mean, I think you're probably right. The fact that it doesn't happen more often is who probably Who was the surprising. woman who caught the corgi? Was that the woman's owner chasing the corgi? I, did, I couldn't tell. You didn't tell, see it. I, well, no, I did see it. I just couldn't tell if it was the owner or if it was, like, game ops. Someone from, like, game operation. fantastically elusive yeah, no, corgi. Corgis are not exactly <laughs> that slippery. You know what I mean? I, I was impressed. I was impressed by the corgi. You don't sit there and go, corgi. You know what? That's that's true breakaway speed. It's not. If I was an Australian Shepherd, they'd still be looking exactly. for that. Exactly. No. That game would still yes, be 100%. suspended. There's no way you catch an Australian yes. Shepherd in that. No, you don't that. even sit anyone out there. <laughs> you just, you're just like, okay, well, in three hours. We'll shut it down for about yeah, exactly. Off, right? maybe, exactly. Maybe it'll maybe, get tired. Maybe it'll tire out in three games. Meanwhile, the Brett Favre show on mm. on Sirius has put on put on hold. Uh, and the Brett Favre show, the Packers Brett Favre show, they had a recap show up there. Yeah. That's already been suspended. So Brett Favre has been put on hold. Listen, we got to get down to FedEx Forum uh, to talk to Assorted Grizzlies. We will be giving you reports throughout the day. Um, Jeffrey's going to be down there. I'm going to be down there. And we will uh, we'll be bringing you all the action from a FedEx Forum, including... Uh, uh, in- including whatever update there is on Jaron Jackson's deal. What else? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's coming up, Jeffrey. Here's what's coming up next. Jeff, here's what's coming up next on Jason and John. Mike Wall will join them around 1130. Jason Fitz. Should join the guys at 125. TBD on the Giannotto and Jeffrey show. Mark and I are both going to be down there. So we're going to try and, and put together the best show possible. We're going to try to get lots of player interviews for you as well as NFL college football recap. We'll do all that 
The GP show at uh, 4 o'clock. Jeff will join at 5. Thanks for listening, everybody. we got to get out of here. Back tomorrow. Work is done. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com.